Welcome to Sisters Usaga, a sci-fi fantasy recap podcast. I'm MK. And I'm Libby. We're two sisters who love to discuss fantasy and sci-fi stories that transport us to worlds more magical than our own. We've noticed that the female perspective is often missing in the sci-fi and fantasy genres, both in the development process and in the fandom discourse. So we're going to examine both old and new epics through feminist-colored glasses. This may lead to thirsting after unsuspecting characters with six-packs. Or throwing shade at sexist tropes that should have long ago been pushed through the moon door. We'll be dissecting all aspects of the films and shows we cover, so be warned, there are spoilers on the road ahead. In today's episode, we are covering Season 3, Episode 4 of Britannia. Libby, let's start with you. Sure. So the episode opens with a horseman riding on a road, and he sees a wagon full of burned bodies, and he rides to what I would assume is like his local pub nearby to report that the Roman camp a few miles down the road has been burned to a crisp. Mm-hmm. So if you remember from the end of last episode, um, Kate and Antidia kind of, you know. Mostly Antidia. Decimated that camp. It was definitely <laughs> Antidia, but Kate was there, so I feel like she's culpable. She's an accomplice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kate and Antidia are also at this pub, and they're kind of overhearing these guys talk about this, the, the camp being burned. So Kate and Antidia are kind of catching up after the, all the drama that went down. They decide to share with each other who, they're really, who they really are, what their names are. Kate has heard of the great Queen Antidia and admits to being Canty. And Antidia is clearly very upset by this. She, she hates Canty. She Canty calls, scum. She calls her Canty scum. And, uh, but I mean, really, neither of them are who they used to be. And they kind of get past that. You can tell Kate doesn't care, but Queen Antidia is like, it takes her a minute, but she she gets past it. She says they're a good team, uh, but Kate's not really interested in continuing doing what they're doing. I wrote, don't split up. I know. They're I so good together. To stay together. And Kate is like so good with her. She's like telling her all these crazy stories that she heard of Queen Antidia and like is just, you know, like stroking her ego. And <laughs> they kind of have a cute bond, yeah, as we've talked about. She said, so Kate admits that she doesn't know what she's running from, but she shares that the Varen has decided that she's a part of a prophecy that she doesn't want to be a part of. And they agree that the Druids are cuckoo crazy they're both like fuck them basically mm-hmm. who wants to listen to them but Kate doesn't want to help Antidia with her revenge against Alice so they decide to part ways yeah and Antidia says to Kate look after yourself keep your wits about you and remember whatever else happens boys are just for fun that was cute I thought <laughs> that was so cute and, like, Kate's reaction was so, like, genuinely sweet and just appreciative. Like, she's never had a mom. She's never had, you know, she had her sister, but her sister died. And her dad is obviously, like, not, it's not a female figure. So, yeah. like, I just think that she really appreciates Antidia's, it's not motherly love, but it's, like, an auntie. It is a little it's bit. It's like her auntie. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. As Kate's kind of wandering off, Lucius and her father arrive and they reunite. And the intro begins. You're the mother revolution. Now you won't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cut to the druid camp where our friend Phelan is pretending to be a squirrel in a tree. <laughs> How's up? I feel like every scene in this episode is like my favorite scene. Like just things just keep happening and I'm like, oh no, this is my favorite scene. <laughs> but this scene is up there for sure as he's just like very seriously trying to be a squirrel in a tree. Yeah. While Divis looks on and mm-hmm. says. Pause up. Pause up. Not getting squirrel. Not getting squirrel. He's from... not impressed. No, it's not enough. <laughs> and then, of course, Phelan falls from the tree and is like, but like, doesn't break character. Like, he's <laughs> on the ground still being a squirrel. Like, he's got the paws. He's like laying on the ground. <laughs> His paws are still up. Um, it's great. Good stuff. The Varen and Quain are discussing the underworld and how it's changed. Uh, the Varen obviously was just there last episode when he almost died, but then came back. So he's kind of reporting back on what he found when he was in the underworld. The underworld is dying, Quain. The underworld is dying. The voices of their gods are getting weaker. They discuss the Spear of the Silver Dawn and how it is still still around so that means that there's still hope but it's kind of a grim conversation yeah likes uh, mm-hmm. super grim very grim the Varen admits to seeing Aulus Plautius when he made his trip to the underworld which you know isn't great no meanwhile Aulus our friend Aulus is like losing it is he our friend I mean <laughs> Losing it after his little, like, (laughs) we're just acquaintances. (laughs) After his little underworld vacay, I feel like he needs another vacation after the vacation kind of thing. Like, he took the trip, didn't go that well. And now he's, like, really suffering. Yeah, he's Um, not doing well. Things are escalating with his mental health, is all I can really say about that. Kate catches up with good old dad. Who's being really sweet to her. I think we first have to address, um, mm-hmm. is Lucius wearing eyeliner, is what I have in my notes. Definitely. Mm-hmm, <laughs> he is. All of a sudden, I don't feel like he was wearing eyeliner in ever, any other scene before, but the scene, I was like, or like this episode, I was like, are you wearing eyeliner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure what choices went into that. You know, Are they like trying what? to make him look younger? Or like different? I couldn't tell somehow? you. I gr- like he's transforming. <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> I don't I really don't know you you think he hasn't had that before right I don't think so I don't think so either because I feel like I would have noted it earlier if it if it had been that he case. looked he did look like he was just like his hair was dyed <laughs> like more brown yeah, like and a like makeover kind of yeah <laughs> whatever makes you happy Lucius maybe Blaine and him like met up briefly and Blaine just like helped him because yeah, I feel like Blaine sure. also wears eyeliner Blaine and has... was like I have the perfect shade <laughs> to match your skin tone <laughs> okay so Kate catches up with her dad and Tidia and Lucius discuss the prophecy 
Kate almost seems to turn back into like a little girl when she's talking to her dad, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking, kind of just really cute. Mm-hmm. But and I like that he is really coming off well here. Like I feel like in the past he's disappointed me with him talking about Islaine and how she was so special. Yeah, that was really sad. <laughs> and it's like dumb now because it's like, well, now that Kate's the chosen one, he's super nice to her. It's like, well, yeah, you should have been nice to her before, but for sure, okay. Cool. And, like, not told a child that you, like, like their other child more. Mm-hmm. Especially when she's uh, been through so much. Yeah. And he has, too. I guess maybe I should give him more. No, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good option. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good choice. It was very unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> they discuss the spear and the prophecy. She clearly wants to go home, but he's kind of all aboard the train of the prophecy and he's like no you have to do this the prophecy says that once the chosen one has the spear she will unite the tribes and drive the demon back into the sea yeah still kind of vague if you ask me like i'm like how is she gonna do that like she just has the spear and then all of a sudden the romans leave like i just i'm curious like she's basically gonna lead the war against the romans basically yeah i don't know but at this is kind of the first time we've heard this it's prophecy the, described. It's so. the spear of the silver dawn that yeah. she will, once she has it, she'll unite the tribes and drive the demon back into the sea. Right. That's what Willa tells Alice. Okay. She's explaining what he saw in mm-hmm. the underworld. Okay. As a prophecy that she already knew, it seems. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, There are two Roman soldiers in a jail truck nearby, and I guess they recognize Lucius, and they tell the soldiers that it's Lucius. And so a fight ensues. Kate and Antidia escape, but Kate's dad gets trampled by a horse. I was, like, upset by this. I was like, Kate, first of all, when you ran off to, like, see what was going on, you should have said, like, Dad, stay here. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to go look and see what's happening stay here Mm -hmm. instead he was like where are you going what's happening and she just like wasn't answering him so he Mm -hmm. was just like confused and just like wandered out into there into the street or whatever and then i was like i was just mad because i was like why did you bring back her dad just to have him die in front of her like he's barely been in the show and then it's just like we brought him back we killed him Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know what's that called again usually it's the woman who's killed so that the man can be fridging yeah i yeah i guess that's you could call it that. I just think it adds to her, like she has nothing rage to lose. and her yeah, her commitment to this prophecy because her old life has completely fallen away at this point. Mm-hmm. Lucius gets taken by the Roman soldiers. Yeah, I basically wrote exactly what you said. It was like okay, they get reunited, so for him to get killed right in front of her, like WTF? Yeah, WTF. So Hempel uh, is out and about. She meets up with Anya, who was sent to meet with her because the Varen was dying at the time. Mm-hmm. He's obviously alive now, but I'm sure the journey was long. She has no idea how he's doing at this point. A moment ago, you asked who I was. I said a friend. That was a lie. I'm not a friend. I'm as far from a friend as you could possibly get. <laughs> I didn't nail that, that, you know, accent, but I feel like, you know, the energy was there. I just 
love her like i wish that i could she's so scary though encapsulate everything she says and just like put it in to my brain so that i can just use it on a daily basis <laughs> it's just great writing like her character is pure gold even though you know it's like she's the worst but yeah, like yeah. still i love her i really like anya and like you can tell that she's like terrified which she should be mm-hmm. like she's smart like mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is bad bad news really bad and so, like, Hempel, like, blows a butterfly, a black butterfly on Anya's face. And you're, like, like, I have, like, not good. You can kind of tell that yeah. she's, like, and put he- under a spell. And Hempel goes, whoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, like, totally puts her under a spell. And I'm, like, oh, shit, that's not good. Mm-hmm. So that's And Hempel's <laughs> so smart. She's, like, there's no way that the Baron, who's scared shitless of me, would send you in his place unless there was something wrong with him. Yeah. So. Not a lot get by gets by her. What's wrong with the Varen? And Anya's just <laughs> like. sniffle? Nothing. Everything's Everything's cool. totally chill. <laughs> like what was her plan? I don't I, know. She's just doing what she was told. Yeah, I suppose. Because Queen mm-hmm. told her to They go. didn't really know what to do. Kate and Antidia are at a camp and discuss why she hates the general. She says that he killed her son and that she will not rest until she has her vengeance. Kate is weeping about her dad and runs off into the woods. She meets up with the ghost of her sister Islaine, which this kind of seems like one of her own visions. No, that's the that's the great vision. When she like sees Islaine and talks to her, they talk about it later. She's like she tells this like i had the great vision no 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 the great vision was when she was walking on the when she was walking on the coals and the spear comes and get like stabs her that's the great vision i'm positive she tells divis she had the great vision and it was a coming and talking to her really duke it out in the comments (laughs) i thought that's what she was talking about because isleen basically tells her like here's the deal and tells her a bunch of stuff she just tells her that the Varen's still alive. No, but I think there's stuff we don't know that she told her. Because then when she gets to the camp, it seems like she has more knowledge than we even know about, like, what her purpose is and stuff. And that's why she's, like, back on track. Mm. Okay, I don't think that's how I read into it. Okay. I thought the great vision was when she was on the coals and the spear okay. comes and stabs her in the chest. Because I also thought the great vision was when she saw... Harka, like she, he was like, you haven't had the great vision, like we're screwed. This was like season two. Mm-hmm. She like ran off crying and then she saw Harka like with all the feathers. I like thought that was the great vision. Mm. It was not. Um, but I swear she had that conversation with Isleen and then later on in the episode, she's like, Divas, I had the great vision or whatever. But and she I, hadn't seen him since she had it. Right. So, so she could be talking about the spear. It could be either of yeah. those things. I just think I'm right. Mm, disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree to disagree. <laughs> um, okay. You think her mm, imagining okay. being stabbed is more That's the impactful great than her having that conversation with Isleen? But it's about the spear. Like the whole prophecy is about the spear. Yeah, but she didn't learn anything new from her being stabbed. She learned tons of new information from Isleen. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, who, like, how was she having an 
a conversation with her. Because it was the great vision. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. They talk about her dad who's passed away and how she feels bad. And as Lena's like, he's at peace now. And she also tells Kate that the Varen is not dead, which seems like welcome news to Kate, which I don't really get because she tried to kill him. But I, I think, think she feels bad about it. She though. feels regret. <laughs> remorse. Yeah, I mean, she's like a teenager, basically. She's like, oh, I Who was knows just how like to wield really a knife. pissed that day. You know? She's like, I was on my period. <laughs> I was on my period. <laughs> Amina and Willa discuss Willa's previous plot to kill the general, but uh, says that now she cannot kill him because she seems to be under some sort of a curse from Alice, the witch. Is obvious, very obviously kind of like under his Willa? finger at this point. Yeah. Yeah. She cannot leave. She cannot kill him. But Am- Amina insists that they have to work together. Okay. Really quickly. Last episode, I remember you being like, I don't understand Willa. Like, I don't get why she's doing this. Because I remember I, I said that like a while ago. I was like, Willa I or Amina? Willa. Well, both. But specifically, I said with Willa, I was like, I don't get why she's helping. Mm, um, yeah, yeah like Alice like I just don't I don't get it and Mm -hmm. like you were just like why wouldn't she help him and I was like I just feel like she wouldn't do that and then I think last episode maybe you were also saying like you just didn't get her motivations and I feel like this episode we found out that she's not in control everything Mm -hmm. just made way more sense sure because like her character before we were just very unclear on like why she was doing what she was doing and now we're like oh she didn't have a choice that's why she was doing it yeah, and she saw how powerful Laka was, and I think she was just yeah. like, I'm powerless at this point. But I feel like she's literally under a spell. I do too. Which I didn't, which it just explains a lot. Just makes me wonder who else is under a spell. Ooh. So Amina kind of woman handles her into helping her. And so Willa goes to the woods to collect herbs and does some witchy stuff and makes some sort of a concoction that's poisonous. Maybe she cuts another finger off, too. She does some really weird stuff. It's pretty gross. She has, like, the bug eyes at one point, you know, when her eyes get all black and weird and something – it usually means, like, something magical is happening. And then she gives Amina the potion to put in Alice's drink. So apparently she's not under that much of a spell if she can make that. I guess she can't give it to him, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like she found some sort of loophole. Must have. Later, this kind of whole scene is really trippy, and I don't know if I fully understand it, so you might have to help me a little bit with it. But Amina meets up with Alice, who's like in a weird mood. Yeah. Kind of seems high and goofy. And then and Hempel shows up. And they're hanging out and being weird. Well, this whole scene, basically, we're made to believe that Amina is going to try and poison Alice with what Willa made her. Correct. So Amina's being really weird and she's like going over to the drinks and she's going to pour drinks, but she's doing it like really slowly. Like she's taking a really long time and you're like... Okay, is she, like, putting the poison in the drink? Like, I don't know. Mm. And then Hempel shows up next to her. I basically jumped. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. That's not good. Like, uh-huh. she's fucked, basically, is how I felt. Sure. Okay, now you go on. And then, so, yeah, she gives Hempel and Alice wine. Thank you, pretty tits. Damn it, I was going to say that. <laughs> you can say it. I hate you. 
Um, you could say it. <laughs> it's too late. You already said it. <laughs> they imply, they do some kind of fun wordplay where they're kind of implying that they're maybe going to eat Amina. I think so, yeah. They're like, she's looking delicious tonight. <laughs> uh, it's such a bizarre scene. I think they call her, oh, Hempel calls her a sneaky rabbit. <laughs> you sneaky rabbit. <laughs> They toast to safe homecomings, which apparently is very funny, too. <laughs> like, Amina's like, to safe homecomings, and then they toast, and Alice and Hempel think it's, like, very funny. It's so confusing, all of it. I don't know. I'm missing something. Uh, and then Alice says, I don't think there's anything I like better than a, a good drop of plonk. <laughs> Your Not favorite sure line from the episode. <laughs> Not sure what plonk is. <laughs> Um, it's probably wine, obviously, but Amina shows them the poison, basically. Like, I wonder if this was kind of, like, her plan B. Like, since Hempel showed up. Yeah. She was too scared, because she knew that Hempel would catch, probably, the poison thing Mm -hmm. happening. So she turns the witch in, basically, and says (sighs) that the witch made this poison, and then I was very not thrilled with this plot twist. I just like I think I've shared in other episodes that I don't really understand what they're trying to do with Amina. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her switching over to Laka's side, which is I took it as she really was on Laka's side the entire time. Mm. Um, which maybe isn't true like you're saying like maybe she had to kind of switch her plan once mm-hmm. once Hempel was there but I guess I'd, I just kind of took it at face value and I was like okay she is on Laka's side she hates the gods she hates the druids um, sure she ta- she basically tattletales on Willa yeah and I was like okay if, if her plot line is that she really wants to be a follower of Laka then like I am even less interested in her Mm. as a character sure and so i was like i kind of feel like it ruined her character for me a little bit and i'm I'm hoping that there's there's more there yeah even if she i don't know just like i hope more interesting things for her character because I, I didn't love that twist agreed if you know what i mean i do yeah I do think it's possible that she could have changed her plan because Hempel was there. Uh-huh. But we'll see. Time will tell. Back at the Druid camp, Anya returns and says that the witch never came to meet her. So she's basically lying and probably under the spell of Hempel. Sure. So she's just like, For sure. oh, I never saw her. I never saw the witch. She must... Okay, I already said that. Um... Kate and Antidia arrive at the camp. Kind of an awkward meeting since Kate basically tried to kill the Varen last time she was around. She doesn't feel awkward though. She's she probably feels walking fine. like she's walking the runway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but she feels good. I just feel like the whole camp is like, oh shit, she's back. And she's just you like, know. yeah, I'm back. What of it? Right. <laughs> just the audacity. Yeah, I think that's kind of how you have to be. 
it's like how you know it's just like you could try to kill someone you came back and you're just like hey what's up <laughs> like what do you you know you just have to commit what are your other options yeah you don't really have any um Phelan and Divis are kind of there adding some commentary they discuss Kate's bravery for coming back Kate tells the Baron uh, that she knows now that the prophecy is real and that is that it is her path because of her great vision with Islene anyways okay. <laughs> And then the Varen says, your move, Kate. I don't know. He talks he good. ridiculously. <laughs> and then Antidia is kind of just begrudgingly there, like, interacting. She sees Phelan, who she hates, and she's, like, trying to, like, hurt him and potentially try to kill him. It's kind of hilarious. And he's just like, oh, shit. I love he's when like, Devis goes, me anymore. I'll let you guys catch up. <laughs> And then Phelan goes, ooh, how the wheels turn. How oh, the wheel turns. I know. I love that. And then um, Antidia has to go and see Kate. And so she looks at Phelan and she's like, I'll be back for you. And he's like, no probs. No probs. Uh, they go into the Varen's tent and they talk. They basically decide that they have to get like a team together to go find the spear. This is the first day of a new age. Wow, that was I, I have a cold, on. and I was able to go lower than yeah, normal Yeah, that was spot on. <laughs> and Tidia was like, I got to get out of here. It smells like badger's bowls in here. <laughs> so they leave the tent. They decide that only Lucius can tell them, obviously, where the spear is. So they get a band together to go and find him. It's a bit like the Fellowship of the Ring. Kate is, you know. I, I have in my notes. Kate I is Frodo. I literally squealed when he said that she should choose a band to go with her. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God, pick all my favorites. <laughs> Antidia, Divis, Phelan, Anya. Mm-hmm. And I was like, even though Anya's cursed, still love that her. part is a little bit bad, but still, still love like her. her. Yeah. And, yes, they kind of, everyone gets selected. The Varen gives this big speech to the Druid camp, and then Kate, and it's pretty epic. I mean, it's good. It's and so then Kate good. like completely interrupts him, and it's, it's hilarious. Amazing. It's so great. Everyone in the camp is like, "What?" People don't and interrupt they're like, him. They're like, "What?" <laughs> and she's just like, "Excuse me." Um, no, she doesn't even say "excuse me." She says, "I want to say something." Okay. <laughs> Here, I'll read it for you. She okay. says, "I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going, but I know why. Not for some prophecy. Not for him." Pointing at the Baron. Mm-hmm. Or for you, I'm doing this for me, for Kate. I'm not the chosen one. I choose this myself. Bit selfish. <laughs> and then Phelan's like, hmm, bit selfish. And <laughs> Divas hits him. Meanwhile, this epic music is like playing and it's so good. <laughs> the team assembles. I like I like got goosebumps. It's so good. Like, so good. And I, it's so interesting too because we were talking about it was kind of the crux of our argument, I feel like, in the first episode when, like, I was really annoyed with Kate and you really liked it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remember, like, you being like, why does she have to be part of this mm-hmm. this whole thing? Totally. Like, she's a teenager. Like, why does she have to, like, give up her life to be the chosen one? And I was like, um, to save the universe? <laughs> it's like we were both right in a mm-hmm. way. Because it's like, yeah, why should she? She should only do it if she chooses to do mm-hmm. it. And, like, she has to choose to take that on. And not just for the purpose of saving the universe, but for herself as well. Yeah, I feel like I got what I needed. Yeah. Like, she she got the chance to own it. 
it. Yeah. Whereas instead of it just being like, like these annoying like men, old men being like, she's the chosen one. Like, fuck you. Yeah. So the team assembles. It's Anya, Queen Antidia, Divis, Phelan, and the hot guy who I can't remember his name. <laughs> I don't even that. Is it- I literally wrote new hot guy. <laughs> yeah, new hot guy. Is it? Bones or something like that. I don't know. I don't think it's we'll just bones. call him Hot Guy for now. Yeah. Um, Kate even says, "Who asked?" I think Antidia asks her, "Like, who did you? Why yeah, did you pick I, the people I, she picked?" Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, and he just looked fun." Yeah. Antidia asked Kate who the new hot guy is, and she said, "No idea. He just looked fun." <laughs> and I said, "They gonna bang?" And then I said, "I miss love." <laughs> Cute. Kate gets a badass cape and costume, which I personally would like that costume myself. And they I said, do like, love the eye makeup yeah, and they the do hair. Cool druid makeup. Mm-hmm. Phelan asks Kate why she picked him, and she said, because you know what it's like to be lost. <laughs> Phelan? Yeah. Sometimes I just feel like <laughs> he knows that he has, like, nothing to offer. <laughs> and he's, like, completely fine with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like <laughs> straight white man energy. Sometimes, He's just like, yeah. I don't know. Like not taking himself or like anyone else the situation seriously. super seriously. Whereas like Divis is the complete yeah, outer opposite. Like, the opposite. Everything which is, is too amazing serious. together. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Kate tells Divis that the great vision happened to her. She doesn't say what it is, so we don't really know. That's but that's why she came back and she says she couldn't have done it without him, which I thought was do you generous of her to say. I mean it's kind of true. Yeah. But it's he's also annoying. So it's yeah, like right. you don't want to give him credit. Exactly. But do you think they're still trying to like play up him being into her? I don't know. I'm not really here for that narrative, but I also like when they when they talked mm-hmm. like the two of them like talked for the first time, I was kind of like, Oh my god, they're talking and then I was like, Wait, I, why am I feeling that way? Like, because I was like so like disgusted by that storyline. Like she's like a child, and he's like, yeah, imagining kissing her. They actually kissed, like in his vision or in his like dream, mm-hmm. which means in real life they actually kissed. And was like, ah! like well, she's like really... twenty, and he's hot for an old guy, so it's fine. He's hot for an old guy, and she's twenty, but they're still like literally like twenty plus years apart. Who cares? People get married who are twenty plus years apart. <laughs> You dumb. And also, I think what it's I think what's hard is like what we learned with Game of Thrones too is like when you see someone as a kid and you watch them grow up on screen, you still see them as a kid. Mm. So like if she had come into the show at twenty years old, I wouldn't have been like as grossed out by it. Mm. But because like she came into the show and she was so young, sure, I still see her as a kid, kind of, even That's though fair. she's not. So I think that that part is hard for me to get past. Yeah. But that. anyways, I'm I'm just like, is the show trying to like make something happen, like make like romantic no. tension? Because then, okay, that, that's next episode. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Back at Alice's place, they've eaten one of the witch's arms, and they're just lounging around with a piggy of. that useful. We don't eat him all at once. Temple. <laughs> she was basically telling a story about a farmer who. The pig saved the entire farm some way. Mm. I can't even remember how. But then they only ate, like, one of the pig's legs or something. Or they ate it, like, in pieces or something. Yeah, because they... So they'd keep it alive longer or something? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're doing to the witch. 
Hempel admits to putting Anya under a spell. She basically says she caught a druid by the toe, I think. And then... I have in my notes... Isn't she? Ah! Anya is under Hempel's control. This is all uh, exclamation points. Mm. And then I said, but when love was under Harka's control, Kate was able to get him out of that. So I was wondering if, mm. like, someone will be able to, like, kind of get her out of that trance spell type thing. But they have to know she's Fingers under it first. Right, exactly. Later on, Alice is hanging out on a balcony. And he suddenly sees his son playing with a wooden sword in the courtyard below. So, like, his son who is dead. He looks, his son looks at him and says, kneel, General Alice. And he's clearly like, oh, fuck. What the hell? Because he's, like, officially seeing visions now. Mm-hmm. That's the end. The I thought this was end my epi- scene. This is my favorite episode of the season so far. For sure. Yeah, it was... It was very exciting because... Things It's really happening. moved the plot along. There was a lot and of fun moments. Of, there's a lot of... Yeah, tons of fun moments. And then... We kind of now have, like, a mission going forward. Like, we finally kind of, everything's become clear and we know we love what we're all quest. doing now. Yeah. yeah, I feel like in the beginning of this season, I was just kind of like, what's going on? I don't get it. Um, everyone's just kind of lost and wandering around. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of just everyone had to meet. You know, there were little things that had to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, the dad had to die and... You know, Kate and Antidia had to decide to, like, stay together. and Lucius got captured. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff is Kate happening. Kate had her great vision. <laughs> that was a while ago. I didn't mean for that to be <laughs> controversial. Because um, I literally have in my notes, like, okay, Kate finally had the great vision. But I feel like there must have been a lot that, I, that Isleen said that we didn't see. It, it just seemed like there was implied that more was said that we didn't hear. That's my impression. Anyways, though, let's move on. <laughs> I can feel that you're going to disagree, so I'd rather just, I just wish... move right along. Yeah, I, I can't, like, 100% disagree because I don't understand how she saw Islaine and, like, was able to speak to her and stuff like that. Um, magic. Mm. <laughs> Answered it for you. Okay. Because she's the chosen one and she had a great vision. She's not the chosen one. She chooses this right. herself. <laughs> Speaking of the chosen one, it's time to pick our mm. chosen one for the eps. of the episode. I mean, a bit on the nose when my chosen one is literally the chosen one. The chosen one. Um, but she's my chosen one. Mm, um, Kate really killed it in this episode, going back to the Varen and saying she has no regrets and trying to kill him <laughs> and then interrupting him during his speech to yes. be like, I'm not doing this for any of you but myself. So good. Amazing, iconic, groundbreaking. Mm. Just queen. She's yeah. a queen. Queen Kate. Queen Kate. That's my chosen one. I know that's like hard to beat. And I get that if you can't beat it. Mm. <laughs> I think that for me, it's definitely Thelen. <laughs> <laughs> I 
he's just yeah, like speak he, to that he doesn't have to do anything he yeah. barely lifts a finger he basically is just has to pretend to be a squirrel on a tree and now he's on this awesome quest that yeah for sure and he doesn't he's not a, like, equipped for like you were saying like he i mean he contributes a lot in terms of comedy but like <laughs> other than that like why is he there and that's why i think he really won the episode because it's like least amount of effort yeah most amount of gain success yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he even critiqued her and he still got on her team mm-hmm. said a bit selfish about her speech <laughs> so good still got on the dream team yeah i mean i wish i wish him the best oh yeah i'm For glad sure. he's there he's absolutely no help but i'm glad he's there mm-hmm of the arsehole of the episode mm-hmm. i chose amina i i i thought she was becoming likable and then somehow she became even less likable mm-hmm. and i thought uh who'd have thunk it who would have thought it was who would have thunk that she could be less likable but she can and you know after what you said about maybe she changed her plan because Hempel was there or you mentioned earlier like we don't know who's under a spell like that's true maybe she's under a spell now like we we don't know so I'm gonna give her some grace Mm. very very hesitantly sure because I was so sure in the moment watching the episode this was what she really Mm -hmm. believed but I'm gonna say we'll see definitely I don't really know who my asshole arsehole our soul <laughs> of the episode is probably Alice. I just didn't like his whole vibe. I was just like, "Do you what's like, his line? Why are you being so dumb? Like, why are you acting like a teenage, like like a frat boy, just like being all silly and like saying that plonk is like the best thing that you plonk, like a cup of plonk, like." I love that I write these down beforehand and you just like go off the cuff. Uh, again, I say this every episode, like, we cut it, but mm. I like to watch y- your mind kind of turn mm-hmm. and you kind of just be like, I'm going to have like a take right mm-hmm. off of nothing. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like watching that. Yeah, that's like my ADHD. <laughs> like, I'm very impulsive and just like don't prepare. So it's just like in the moment. And I don't think you have a plan t- to change that. I don't think oh, you no. plan to change that. Not at all. Yeah. No, because I like to hear who you who your person is. Yeah. Um, because that eliminates one option for me. Cause <laughs> like I have a lot of trouble just like making yeah. a decision. So yeah. you kind of very graciously remove one option for me. Yeah. And then And I, usually you say, Oh, that's who I was gonna say. I don't know what to say now. But that's not true because I never have a plan. Sure. Yeah. That's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Our last segment is what has enchanted us this week. Mm. As usual. I'm like, oh, Libby's also not prepared. No. (laughs) Um, This week, I'm going to say that what has enchanted me is West Side Story. Mm. I watched it last weekend on disney plus mm-hmm. and it's i love musicals big musical fan but i'm not necessarily a west side story fan like it's not it's not ever been a show that i've really gotten into it's my favorite 
Are you serious? Musical, yeah. Are you for real? Yes, I <laughs> did for not real. know that. That's weird. I feel like I should know that. What's my favorite musical? Wicked. No. Mm. I thought you were gonna say another obvious Hamilton. One. No. I used to be like completely obsessed with like. Do you have an Hamilton? Like I was like I saw it three times in theaters. Like I was obsessed. I wouldn't say that's my favorite now. It's hard though. Phantom of the Opera. I literally saw that movie for the first time. Well, you were obsessed with it, so I probably saw bits and pieces as a kid, but I don't really remember it. But I watched it, like, as an adult, like, in college, and I was mm. not a fan. Okay. <laughs> but I remember you being obsessed with The one with, with Emmy Rossum? Yeah. And Gerard Butler. Butler. Yeah. No, I was not a fan. Did I like it? Was it was so problematic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I think uh, if you don't have nostalgic factor... You're just like, if you just like, watch it as an adult and you have yeah. no nostalgia, you're like, no. You're like, this is messed up. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But anyways, I watched West Side Story and I had heard good things about it. But again, I'm not like super into the musical. Oops. Didn't mm-hmm. know it was your favorite. I like didn't know most of the songs. What? Yeah. I like knew, like literally like going into the movie, the only song that I could think of was, I want to be in America. <laughs> and then there's one other one I new but i can't remember um maria oh i feel pretty mm, oh so yeah. pretty that one mm-hmm. and i know it basically because of glee but anyways um <laughs> so i know i've seen the original west side story but it was so long ago that i was probably like 10 or 12 mm. i don't really remember it but i really enjoyed it i thought it was like super well made i mean it's steven spielberg mm-hmm. so i feel like it was definitely like in terms of filmmaking like just really solid mm-hmm. like just like i feel like you can just tell like i don't know maybe that's like a because i knew steven spielberg did it i'm just like oh it's solid mm-hmm. but i feel like i really did notice i was like this is like put together really well, well made yeah and i thought the cast was really good i mean i'm not a huge ansel algort fan and i i know there's some controversy with like there was like a sexual assault allegation against him really i felt surprised when i saw that he was yeah. In it, I was like, because he plays Tony, right? Yeah. Just I like just don't see that Tony. at all. Like, it doesn't no. make sense. Is he even Italian? No, I don't think so. But yeah, it was, it, I really enjoyed it. And I think maybe even more, a little bit more than I thought I would even. Okay. But yeah, it was a fun time. It's very long, but that's kind of musicals. Yeah. That's how they go. I haven't watched it yet because I'm nervous. It's so it to ruin it. <laughs> I don't, th- I don't think it'll ruin it. Okay. I would be interested to know what you think about how race and gender were portrayed in the original in in terms of how they were portrayed in this one, because I really don't know what the differences are or if there are differences, Mm. but that would be like really interesting to me because I feel like it's such a, it's all about race. It's all about gender. It's all about class. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) it's about all those things that I I don't know how well that was portrayed in the, whenever it came out the first time. Mm-hmm. or whenever it, the musical originated the funny part is that it's like all of these tough guys and gangs but mm-hmm. then they like break out into song and like dance and it's just, why do you think i it's, it's my favorite so, musical it's so funny to me like it's like oh yeah i'm gonna beat this guy up and then he's just like pot of like <laughs> leap kickball like, change, snap, snap. Snap. 
so good. Like the the juxtaposition mm-hmm. is is a delight. I it appreciate it is. very much. Yes, I just wish all men could dance fight. Yeah, it would really just uh, solve a lot of problems around the world globally. <laughs> we can um, work on our problems through dance. <laughs> yeah, so that's mine. Nice. Long story short. That makes me happy that you watched it. I should watch it. My show this week, it's a really exciting week for me. My alarm went off on my phone yesterday <laughs> saying it was Uhtred Day. So The Last Kingdom season five premiered yesterday on Netflix. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Uh, I've watched three episodes so far. It's really good it takes a minute to kind of get into it's the last season so it's kind of bittersweet I feel like it's just like there's a lot of pressure on this season because it's taken a while to come out because of the pandemic and like everyone's obsessed with this show I mean like a lot of people are obsessed with it I'm pretty sure like like, no one I know has heard of it but yeah all the people in the world love it and like the fans are just like very <laughs> intense about it all. So yeah. I'm just so excited. It's good. Uh, but there is also a movie that will be coming out as well. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I told you people like it. Must be popular. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, the only reason they got a fifth season is because of the fan base, I think. Like people are crazy. People be cray. Back to what we were talking about with with Britannia, where, you know, the band assembles, or the team assembled this episode. I just love the team that Uhtred has. Mm. It's all these just, like, really, like, attractive, but also just, like, really smart, <laughs> funny dudes who, like, get together and just, like, tear shit up in that must be a basically medieval Britain. It's That must, must be after season one. It is. <laughs> That's all I watched, season one. And you hated it. For context. No, I did not. Well, you didn't continue to watch it. No, but that doesn't mean I hated it. Well, you refused I to watch. I just thought season one was enough. <laughs> well, it gets way better. <laughs> and it's good to know. Yeah, I wish I could articulate why it's such a good show. Everything about it is just like this. The costumes, the sets, like the cinematography is beautiful. Just like. I just think it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, I'm happy for you. Anyways. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Sisters Who Saga. Thanks for listening. And remember, with a pig that useful, we don't eat him all at once. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>